Good morning, good morning. Thank you for being here. I'm just so glad that you have come here on our, uh, on our secret church. Every year we want to introduce you what is going on all around the world in the persecuted churches. And uh, it is so important to us to be in one heart that it says when one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. And when one part of the body is rejoicing, we all rejoice. And I pray that we are suffering and we are rejoicing today. And I, I, and I want you guys to watch this video that we're going to put up today. And then I'm going to introduce our, uh, our brother, our speaker today, and uh, who I love deeply. So please watch this with me. past 25 years, Pastor Elayo and his wife Yegala have been planting churches and developing leaders in Ethiopia and beyond. Since that time, over 6 million people have heard the good news. Over 1.2 million people have given their life to Jesus. Over 8,234 new churches have been planted. Over 106 widows have been funded and are now sustainable. Over 271 orphans have been supported. Over 6,500 pastors have been trained. They have built a kindergarten and elementary school with the purpose of 10 paying students from the community to sponsor three orphans to go to school. And also, they've installed 10 solar panel systems in communities around Ethiopia. Ethiopia is a very strategic location to reach out to the unreached nations of Northern Africa, neighboring Muslim countries, the Middle East, and the Arab countries. Equipping the capacity of Ethiopian churches for ministry is very key to making a difference in this country and its surrounding neighbors. Acts 13 verse 47 reads, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Would you consider today to serve as God's hands and feet for the churches of Africa, to reach every unreached village in the region by making disciples of Jesus, caring for the widows and orphans, and planting churches. my honor to uh, just to introduce my friend, Pastor Elayu, if you can give him a hand. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor John. Uh, this is a great privilege and so humbling uh, to be in the midst of my family. You are my family. We are God's children. And uh, I'm so happy that uh, uh, I'm here today. And um, I, I mean, you have this card, um, uh, which, which is uh, in the video. And um, uh, my name is Alayu. I do have one wife. <laughs> we always see, uh, say this to the American people because Africans... They think that Africans may have three, four wives, but I do have, I, there, are, there are people, but I do have one wife and five kids. And uh, I was 12 years old when, uh, you can see my story here, 
a short story. I was 12 years old when uh, missionaries found me, American missionaries actually, found me. And uh, I was sick and afraid, and I was so desperate and afraid of hell. When you are in need, God has always the answer. He doesn't leave you. I mean, uh, today you may have some needs. You have to know that God sees those needs. God sees those hurts, crying hurts. And I was crying. I was in need. And uh, the missionaries introduced me to the Savior. I mean, it was, it was um, I cannot tell you how I desperate, uh, I was, how I was so desperate. And uh, that day, God gave me my purpose. And I have been carrying this purpose since that day, ever since. I'm carrying it today. And I cannot stop. And I, I can tell you that I have planted my first church while I was 12 years old. It was, it was, I mean, a great touch from the Lord that I can be a missionary, that I can be a church planter. And, I mean, one of, one of the things God can do for you, the best thing can, God can do for you is Connecting you with your purpose. There is power in purpose. Once you have got that power, once you have got that purpose, you cannot shift from that. And today, even after 46 years, I cannot stop doing that purpose. I, I couldn't be silent. I'm planting churches. And we have... We have planted 8,324 churches in the last 25 years. Uh, you know, we have uh, trained over 6,000 6, uh, leaders, and uh, we have so, done so much. But these figures are not the metrics and the measurements of success. They are not. They are not the measurements of success. You have, you have may, uh, been done so much in ministry. You may have done so much in your work. You, have, you may have done so, so many things in your activities, but those are not the metrics of success. The metrics of success is faithfulness. Faithfulness that defines compassion, that defines peace, that defines joy. That is success. Success is everyday devotion to God. That's what saved me. If, I mean, planting those churches is not an easy thing. I will now share with you how, what happened and how many people were killed through this process. But our devotion to God, daily devotion, not just a one-time devotion. Our daily devotion to God matters for him. Our faithfulness, that defines our compassion. 
our faithfulness that defines our peace. Daily peace, daily compassion, daily joy is a success. So many people may tell you that we had a crusade for 200,000 people. They may have that privilege to preach for 200,000 people. That, that's not a measurement. That's not a metric of success. But when you approach those people, those pastors, those prophets, those people, they are not devoted to God. That is a show. I've seen so many pastors. They don't have a minute to pray. They don't have a minute to read the word. But they can gather thousands and thousands of people. That's not very important actually for God. For God is something is very important. Your intimacy with him is the first thing that God wants. Not your activities, not your ministry, not your, I mean, other things. Your intimacy with God is the best thing that God seeks from you. That was the thing that saved me from death. And I can tell you that there is a verse in uh, Matthew 22, verse, uh, verse 37. That is the center of the Bible, actually. You can find it in the, in the Old Testament. You can find it in the New Testament. That's uh, a generational truth. And it says, love God on all your heart, mind and soul and love your neighbor. Throughout these ministries when we planned churches, we were persecuted, we were imprisoned, we were shot. But what saved us is our love for God and our love for people. If we don't love them when they kill us, when they hit us, we should not approach them. When they kill us, when they beat us, we go to our home and pray for them because we love them, because we want them to be saved. I mean, this is very important, actually. Your love for God and your love for people is the only thing God wants you to do. If you love God, you can love people. And the priesthood, I mean, we, we all say that we are priests. Yes? We all say that we are priests. Priests do two things. One, love God, serve God. Two, love people, serve people. We are all called for these two purposes. To serve God and to serve people. Priesthood is these two things. Serve God, serve people. So I was, I was doing this ministry for the last 25 years with devotion, love. I mean, if you want God to work through you, your first thing to do is, the first thing you to do is just be devoted to God every day. Every single day. So uh, I, I think... Uh, Pastor will show us some pictures, and, uh, and uh, we can go from there. Uh, I, I just came this morning with heavy heart. 
I had been in Ethiopia for the last three months and doing ministry. And uh, two weeks ago, one of uh, two of our church planters are slaughtered, killed. Two weeks ago, and uh, six priests are killed. Two weeks ago, February 2019, eleven churches are burned down. February 2019. Two weeks ago, we have lost six, seven, eight ministers of the gospel. In the last 25 years of ministry, I've seen that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. We sent these church planters to remote villages which never heard the name Jesus even once. We are not just sending uh, church planters to villages where there is evangelical presence. We send these church planters to remote, remote villages. No one wants to go. And they had suffered a lot. But I want to tell you just one example. We have sent a church planter to a Muslim village. And he was preaching the good news. He was so bold enough. He was 21 years old. And uh, a Muslim came to know the Lord. An imam came to know the Lord. And those uh, Muslim leaders came to this imam and said, if you don't denounce Jesus, we are going to come after you. This is a person that I have met. This is a person that I have been with his family. And this is a person that I have discipled and brought him to uh, baptism. And he said no. Because he was possessed by demons and struggling, suffering to live in, at his home. He was living in the jungle. But just, Jesus met him and he was transformed and converted. And he said, no, I've got the peace. I've got the joy. I cannot denounce Jesus. So you can do whatever you want. I will not come to the mosque. Amen. And they, they came on Friday after mosque. And they tied him. They tied his eight kids. They tied his wife. They took a knife and slaughtered him in front of his, his family. He was the first convert. I mean, this is painful. You know what? The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. After his death, we have planted 23 churches in his, in his village. 23 churches on his blood. I mean... Uh, maybe you can, uh, you can play the, the, this slide so that we can see some of the churches we were, which were burned down. Uh, uh, this is leadership training, actually. We do leaders, uh, leaders training. We believe that uh, it's very important, actually, to train leaders, raise up leaders. I mean, even in this church, one man cannot do anything without a team. So we are developing teams. 
raising up leaders to take the gospel to these villages. I can tell you, we have 83 people groups in Ethiopia, 83 different people groups, different languages, and 60 of them are not yet had the name Jesus even once. 60 people groups. And the pressure from the Muslims is so high. And these are widows, you know, we, we support widows because one of the challenges, I mean, some of these widows are the widows where their husbands died in the gospel field. I mean, you cannot pass by planting churches, raising leaders, but you cannot pass by the widow who lost her husband in the gospel field. So we support the widows. We have 106 widows. They start their own business. They are very hardworking women, humble women. And they start their own business. And uh, they are so successful in their, in their business. And they be able to send their children to school. They have never sent their children. Now they are sending their children to school. They be able to pay um, whatever the school uh, uh, required to ask them to, to pay. So uh, these are, I mean, some of the widows that we have sponsored 2019. Uh, you can see this, uh, these are orphans. I mean, uh, brothers and sisters, I want to ask you something. I'm, I'm, I have been here for the last four years in Denver. We have churches who are going to through under, I mean, underground. And I have been uh, in these underground churches uh, during summer. They have no place to worship and they are not allowed even to have a place. I have seen so many people in Denver, I don't know in Turton, they don't have a privilege to come to church. In Ethiopia, you cannot carry your Bibles in some of the places. You, I mean, here you can sing on the streets, whatever, you can read the Bible on the streets, you can carry. Don't take for granted what God has given you. You have a blessing, I mean, so much blessing. There are people who lost those blessings there, who cry underground. Don't take everything for granted. God has blessed America. God has blessed your churches. There is no persecution. There, there might be some issues that are going on, but you, I mean, you cannot be killed by preaching the gospel. You can see the signs. I mean, that, that are coming to America. There are some people who, who try to preach and some people are, you know, insulting and even taking some of them to prison. You can see the, season, the, 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 the sign here. And these kids, they don't have the school, a med school, tin roof. Can you see where they sit? on the floor, I mean the, the mud floor. They don't have even a place where to, to sit 
and attend their school. They are very attentive. I mean, they, they are so eager to learn. We have built two schools. This is not the one that we have built, but we have built two schools on a purpose of paying students from the community to help three orphans to come to school. This is another one. We have not built the school, but the community built the school, but they don't have a seat. Can you send your kids to a kind of school like this? You can see how we focus on helping the orphans, raising up the next generation. And uh, I want to pass to the next uh, pictures. Uh, yeah, I mean, we support these orphans so that they can be this guy. This is one of them. He uh, graduated this year in uh, information technology and has got his job. He's, he was an orphan when I met him 18 years ago. And he, ha he, he has now graduated from uh, a technology school. And we want everyone to be like this. And there are so many actually who graduated from university and they were orphans when we meet them. Uh, the next picture, yeah, you can see. I mean, uh, this, is, this church has been burned in 2019. The Bible, you can see all those Bibles were burned. And we have one of the priests the, 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 the evangelist killed in one of the churches. So, who is going to take care of his widow if we don't intervene? These are not the, the reasons, this is not the only reason that we, we have got widows. We have war, we have HIV, we have different, different things that um, left the widows alone with five, six kids. The average kid in, kid in, kids in Africa is six. Six kids with a widow, which has nothing to, to give. So we, 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 we want just to continue impacting and making a difference in this community. If we have picture or verse, I want to, yeah. Uh, so today I want to conclude with this picture, uh, this verse. This is how we know what love us, what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Um, friends, I want to invite you to Two things. One, you cannot go to Ethiopia. Maybe some of you may go, but um, uh, everyone may not go to Ethiopia. But uh, you have an probably an Ethiopian friend, or Somalian friend, or Pakistani friend, or 
Spanish friend, or whatever community, or never. You have an outreach in your neighbor. You have an outreach. Um, I, have, I have heard the, the story of uh, Pastor Billy Graham, how he came to know the Lord. I mean, uh, someone has prepared a conference, a crusade for evangelism. And he has done it for 14 days, but no one came to know the Lord with that crusade. On the 15th, on the 15th day, Billy Graham showed up and accepted Christ. And you can imagine how many people have been impacted with his ministry. You, know, you can impact someone in your neighbor, a Pakistan, whatever person, and that person can go to his nation and make a difference. What are you doing on your neighbors? I want to ask you. I'm not inviting you to go to Ethiopia right now. I'm asking you to reach out to your neighbor. Love on them. Serve them. So that they can come to church. You have a ministry here. You have to love God and to, to serve God. You have to love people and serve people. So have, you have a ministry in your neighbor. God has loved us unconditionally. He gave us his life, his son, and we have to lay down our lives to our brothers, to our neighbors, to our co-workers, to everyone that we meet. Someone uh, a week ago, an American, came to me and he asked me to pray for his son. And yes, I want to pray for him, but I want to meet him, I said. And you and me can pray here, and I know that prayer can make a change, but I want to meet him. And I went to this son, who is a druggist, and I met him. And I have asked him to bow down. And I have prayed for him to be released from his drugs. And every day now, we meet and we pray together with that son. We are here for, for a purpose. We are, we are called for a purpose. We are not here just to work, eat, marry, have children, and live and go. We are here for a purpose, to reach out the unreached. So we, you have an assignment in your neighbor. Don't be silent. I'm not silent. I will not stop. Don't stop. Don't be silent for the gospel. And I would like to invite you, some of you, to come to Ethiopia and see what God is doing. And join Pastor John so that you can see. Your life will not be the same, actually. If you visit, my sister was telling me that her daughter went to where? Dominican, and her daughter is transformed. She said, I don't want to go from here. I don't want to go back home. When you go to countries like Ethiopia, you will not be the same when you come back. You will appreciate life.
You will thank God. Thank God. You know, you have given me so much, but I'm not thanking you enough. You will say that. You will appreciate life. You will praise God for what God has given you. So I would like to invite you to join us in one of the trips. We are planning a trip in 2020. And uh, we want to reach to these churches, these underground churches. The churches were burned. These churches are burned by the Muslims. Two weeks ago, eight of our evangelists and priests are killed by the Muslims. But you know, our church, Ethiopian church, went underground in 1974 when communism comes. It was underground. There was no church. There was no any meeting. We, have, we went underground one million Christians. After 17 years, we have got a freedom, a relative freedom. And we went out five million, five times in 1991. There was persecution, but the church grows. There is, was oppression, but the church grows. There was killing, but the church grows. From 1991 to 2019 to today, the church grew from 5 million in 1991 to 25 million in 2019. 5 million in 1991, 25 million today. The persecution will not kill the church. Any per persecution, any oppression from the devil, from your enemy will not kill you. God is in your side. I would like to encourage every one of you to be devoted to God. I'm not asking you to give money today. Be part, part of what we do. Be part of what Pastor John do. We can make a difference together. God has a purpose for our globe. I would like everyone to stand and ask everyone to pray for the nation of Ethiopia. This nation has been fighting the Muslims for so many years. That is a nation surrounded by Muslim countries, Arab, Somalia, Sudan, Yemen, Middle East. But God is protecting this nation to reach out to this, these other Muslim nations and we are sending church planters underground in Arabia and different countries. But today I want you just to consider praying for the sacred church. The church who is struggling, facing persecution, 
for the brothers and sisters, for the kids who are lost, losing their dads because of the gospel, the sake of the gospel. I want you and we're so thankful that you brought this ministry to us today Lord we ask that you would just go before us in everything that we do Father that we would make an impact in our own lives and our own neighborhoods but Father we pray for this country Lord we thank you for what you've done already and how you've gone from 19 million or 9 million to 25 million in just a few years Father we pray that you would just touch the hearts of every person there Lord we pray that you would encourage them, Father, that they would feel your presence even as we speak. Lord, we pray that you would just encourage every minister, every widow, every orphan, Father, that they would know something greater is on the other side. Father, that they would know that their path has been set by you, that they're not what they were told they were, but they're what you say that they are, Father. We thank you for that you, every single day that we get up and we wake up in this spoiled country, Lord, that these people get up and they struggle every single day. We ask God that you would just quicken in our hearts, every one of our hearts, the things that we could do to make a difference, not in ourselves, not just in our children, not just in our neighborhood, but in our world. Father, we ask that when we leave today, Lord, that this would set deep in our spirits. Father, that we would keep it in our minds during Thanksgiving. Lord, that when we sit and we have meal with our family, we have all the things that we could imagine, more food than we even know what to do with. Father, that we would look outside our door and see who else might need something. Look outside our heart. Father, that we would pray for Ethiopia, that we would pray for these pastors. We would pray for these families and widows and orphans. God, that you would make a difference, that we could make a difference, even in a small way. Father, that every single one of us together as a family can make a difference. We ask God that you would bless him today, Lord, that he would go back to his country and that he would take life from this country, Lord, that we could give him something to take back, Jesus, and that they would know that they are loved by us, that they are not just a visitor in our country, but they are loved by us. We thank you, God, for this, and we thank you for his ministry. We ask you to bless him today, bless his family, bless his wife back at home. We pray that the blessings would come and they would not even know where they came from. We'll give you all the glory for it today. Father, in your name we pray. You guys can be seated. Can you give our speaker a hand? Yeah. More than anything, I just, uh, I just pray that you guys begin to pray for those countries that he walks into. It's Ethiopia. He goes into Somalia. And then you said, Kit, South Sudan. That's where you're going. Yeah, in Uganda. And they, he's planting churches all over these places. And, uh, you know, as the as the guys are coming forward, I, I we we are uh, we give a percentage of our of everything that comes in a way, and I want I, want, I have a check for you. It, it's it, it's it's a check for three thousand dollars that we want to give to you, and uh, I just want to tell tell you that we love you, and and I believe it's just a small gesture, but I believe that we're going to do greater things than even that, that we're going to step into. Uh, the open doors that God has given us. 
uh, but just know that your generosity is going far that uh, that it is going into the schools of this area that is going into church planters that it's going into uh, just places that we can make a difference um, and it's uh, it's just not staying here it's going all across the world and I just thank you so much for your giving and your generosity I'm gonna just uh, pray I got some announcements and then you guys can go and uh, but please take the little cards that are on your seats put it on your refrigerators think about it uh, allow God just meditate on how God would use you to to uh, bless the countries around the world through Global Call because they're doing good things. The one thing that I love about Global Call is everything they do is sustainable. It's not um, it's not sustained by U.S. dollars, which I love because they don't. It's sustained by he starts a school. I love it. He starts a school. Ten students pay for three orphans. Then the moms are starting businesses. Those businesses are connected to churches for community. It's this beautiful, sustainable model that only that he can that that he has uh, put forth. And it's not something that we are sustaining as Americans. It's sustained by the people, and I love that. I want to be a part of that. And so, just thank you for that. I'm going to pray, Heavenly Father. We just thank you that we are able to give. We're able to love all across the world. I thank you for those who are generous, Lord God. We are generous because you are generous, Lord God. We give because you give, Lord God. We give because we step in incarnationally into other people's shoes and we understand what it feels, Lord God, what it feels to not have a place to sit, Lord God, to be educated. I pray that we could be a part of that that we could be a part of families of a widow, Lord, who has lost her husband, Lord God. We are part of that too, Lord, as she's raising her children, and that she has people that love her, Lord God. I pray for her. I pray let us step into that even more deeply every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys can pass that out. I'm going to give you some announcements. They're going to put it up. We have some good things going on in December. Uh, we the Advent countdown December 1st. Uh, there's going to be a uh, ladies uh, advent night please come out to that your information is in your program on december 7th we uh, bring out your family for santa pictures we're going to tell the whole community to come out we'll have a photographer a background just a way to serve this community so come out dressed up or with your ugly sweaters whatever you guys want to do do your thing and then also on the 15th hill city kids will be participating in a, a program with us and they're going to uh, do that but uh, just thank you for just being the family of god know that what we do here matters all across the world and uh, i'm just so grateful for you guys i'm going to close in prayer heavenly father as we go we celebrate lord in thanksgiving and uh as uh pastor Eli, you said as we are eating lord god as we are saying thankful prayers let us remember those lord god who are suffering all around the world lord not i'm not asking us to feel bad i'm asking us to enter into people's real lives lord god and let us participate in what you are doing around the world we thank you we love you in jesus name we pray everyone said amen god bless you thank you for being here